Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. Most people are aware of the importance of having a secure password. However, many still tend to pick simple, easy to crack passwords such as their date of birth or home address. These are not very secure, naturally leaving their computers and data vulnerable. With major data breaches and leaks becoming more common nowadays, there has been concerns about the efficacy of having text-based passwords. Why are text-based passwords less secure? What then are the alternatives for computer users? Associate Professor Gao Derbin of SMU's School of Information Systems is an expert on malware detection and system security. In this podcast, Professor Gao shares with us his research on password security. Professor, computer users are generally aware of the need to have complex passwords, including a mix of letters of the alphabet, numerals, upper and lower case. Why are text-based passwords still less than secure? Um, that's a very good question. Um, we know that people understand these security concerns. However, we are all human beings. And um, human beings are typically considered as the weakest link in our computer system, especially when we are evaluating security. Right. Um, so although people understand that they need complex passwords, they may not act uh, in a, exactly the same way. Right. And this is typically um, analyzed in our community as the trade-off between usability and security. So people uh, may most likely prefer to have better usability and sometimes they are okay to sacrifice the corresponding security. Right? So for example, um, although people know that this is not a good idea, but they may still be using their own names, um, date of birth, um, or phone number, or even something like um, the name of their family members and friends and pets as their um, password. So this is one reason why people know that they are uh, supposed to use the more complex um, password, but they are still choosing to use the simple ones. There's one more thing that we need to keep in mind, that um, strong passwords are typically difficult to remember. Right? So for example, um, there has been research showing that we need to have at least 11 characters long, even if we manage to choose very random passwords. Now, if we are choosing not so random passwords, then they have to be even longer than that. So that's the reason um, why we believe that although people understand the um, importance of choosing complex passwords, um, but typically um, in practical scenarios, um, they are still not that secure. To address the growing concerns of text-based password vulnerabilities, researchers have developed new methods of user authentication, such as keystroke biometrics. What is keystroke biometrics? Keystroke biometrics obviously is one form of biometrics. Right? Um, typically, we have two categories of the biometrics. One is so-called the uh, physiological biometrics, meaning that we need to have something physical. Uh, for example, our fingerprints, uh, our face, uh, uh, those are the type 1. Type 2 um, are those about behavioral patterns. Right? Um, so there are typical patterns people develop when they perform certain tasks. So keystroke biometrics belongs to the second type uh, in which we are talking about typing patterns. So for example, when we talk about um, uh, one particular key uh, being pressed using the keyboard, so there's the pressing of the key and there is also the releasing of the key. 
And typically, system can record down the timing of these two events, when the key was pressed down and when the key was released. Now, with this information, then we could actually um, go ahead and measure, for example, the hold time, right? Uh, the time between the key press and the key release, and also the so-called inter-keystroke timing, um, which is the timing between um, the key down events of two continuous uh, pressing of the keys. Now, intuitively, um, people type in different ways. For example, some people may type faster, some people may, might type um, slower. And um, people would do it slightly differently in the sense about how soon one releases the key after pressing it and how fast the different fingers work together in typing a long uh, word, for example, and how fast a finger moves from one location to another. So um, previous research has shown that these typing patterns are actually unique to each human being. Unique in the sense that um, there are still errors involved if we use this information to authenticate a user, but the error rate is actually typically quite low um, for us to use it to authenticate a human being. So that is basically the idea of the keystroke biometrics. You have devised two experiments to demonstrate the weaknesses of keystroke biometrics. Can you briefly describe the experiments and the findings? Sure. Um, so let me go about the first one. The first experiment that we developed is to see how attackers could potentially try to imitate a victim's typing pattern. So what do we mean by imitating the victim's um, typing pattern? Typically here, we are assuming that the attacker knows the typing pattern of the victim. Now, um, the question as to why or in what scenario would the attacker know the victim's typing pattern, I'll just leave that for the second experiment to explain. Right, so at this point in time, let's assume that the attacker knows the typing pattern of the victim. And what the attacker is trying to do is really to type in exactly the same way uh, in which the victim would type. So what we did was in this experiment, we actually um, invited um, 90 SMU students um, to get involved in a um, in-lab ex uh, experiment um, that lasts for roughly one to two hours long. Um, what we asked the um, students to do was um, we give them a computer program which provides feedback to the students when they type so that they can try to change their typing pattern to make it um, very similar to the victim's typing. So for example, when these uh, students are invited into our lab um, environment to type, we, they are asked to type certain sentences and then whenever they type these two particular characters too fast compared to how the victim would have typed, then the computer program will show, hey, um, you are typing too fast, and in your next trial, please um, slow down a little bit uh, for these particular uh, key pairs in the typing. So um, the computer program will continuously provide this feedback to the um, student so that they can actually change their typing pattern to get it closer and closer to how the victim types. So that is the experiment that we did. The um, objective, again, is to see how human beings can change their typing pattern to imitate somebody else's um, typing. And um, in general, the results show that these participants are actually doing very well in um, imitating other people's typing. Most of them achieve very good accuracy. And uh, among these 90 students, um, 14 of them actually achieved perfect imitation results. In other words, it's um, zero um, error rate at all in terms of using their typing to authenticate to the system. All right, so in this first experiment, what we show that is that although the typing patterns are being unique, 
but um, it actually can be learned and um, in this sense it is not that secure as what we have expected um, for the um, typing patterns to be used as a uh, authentication mechanism. So this is what we did in the first experiment. The second experiment is exactly to validate the assumption that we made in the first experiment which is to find out um, how the attacker could obtain the exact typing patterns of the victim. All right, um, so what we did was uh, we actually looked into this um, specific Google website as an example. Right, so um, we use Google very often. You probably uh, understand uh, there are two key technologies that the Google website is using. One is so-called the Google Instant and the other one is so-called Google Suggestions. Right, so when we type in our Google search queries onto the website, um, the users can immediately see the results of the search and the suggestions on the fly when they're typing, even before they hit the enter button or before they actually click on the um, search button. So this is a very um, commonly used technology in many websites. Um, Front-end JavaScripts are being used to communicate with the back-end server in this um, particular technology. And what we find out is that, in fact, the way this is working is that if the server um, records down when these um, typing pattern packets are being received at the backend server, then the server could actually um, figure out um, when each key was typed by the user. So in this sense, uh, the backend server could record the timestamp and then uh, they can actually even um, reconstruct the typing pattern of the user. Right, so this is what we found and um, experiments really show that if the web server, the backend server, wants to record down the typing pattern, they could actually obtain very precise typing patterns of the user. So that is the second experiment to validate that particular assumption. It is possible for attackers to obtain pretty precise timing patterns of the typing of the user. Are there other methods of user authentication? Which of these holds the greatest promise of being secure? In general, there are actually three types of authentication methods. The first one being um, knowledge-based, meaning that is something that people under people knows about. Um, the second one being so-called possession-based, something that people has, and the last last one is uh, biometrics. So um, I will just describe these um, three one after another, and then uh, in fact each of them have their pros and cons uh, when they are being used. So um, for the knowledge base, this is actually most commonly used by uh, users right now. People know that they want to um, use uh, complex passwords, for example, um, to provide more entropy. Right? But the problem is, can you actually remember those complex passwords? Right? So it has a good thing about being easy to use, but um, the disadvantage is that it may be difficult to remember a complex one. Um, the second one, so-called possession-based, um, typically that is the hardware tokens that people are having nowadays. They are very secure in the sense that they give you very high entropy, but it is typically inconvenient. For example, we are expecting users to have to carry those hardware tokens whenever they want to use um, to authenticate to the system. The third one is the biometrics. Um, we just now talked about the um, typing patterns. That is one um, form of the biometrics. In fact, this category is under heavy research right now. People believe that um, it provides very high entropy and at the same time give you very good convenience. So in that sense, it's actually a very good choice. But there are also ongoing um, research on some typical problems that we have in biometrics. For example, what do we do when the biometric information is being compromised? Typically, um, how do we revoke um, some biometric information that we already have? And how do we do replacement, right? Um, how do we replace the biometric information if they have been compromised? 
So these are still in uh, heavy uh, research right now. Going forward, what would your research on password security be focusing on? My research will still continue to focus on biometric-based um, user authentication, um, and typically I will continue focusing on keystroke biometrics as well as, for example, face recognition, face-based uh, biometrics. And in particular, um, I, my research is more involved on the human factors when these uh, biometrics are being used. In other words, um, I do not only work on the theoretical types of um, usage of these biometrics. Um, one um, example of my ongoing research is to find out how typing can be different under various scenarios. So for example, when people are under time pressure, would their typing patterns um, different? or when they are actually under some emotional changes, um, would they actually type in different ways? So this is what I mean by the human factors uh, involved in using these biometrics. And that will be the uh, focus of my research moving forward. Thank you, Professor. Thank you.